Arts respectfully acknowledges the Kawishpa Kawiakna, also known as Kawia Band of Indians, and all nine sovereign bands of Kawia people who have stewarded this land throughout the generations and continue to steward this land for all future generations. From Idlewild Arts Academy in Idlewild, California, I'm Pamela Jordan with One World, One Idlewild, The Series. Today I'm speaking with Tan Bui, an award-winning Australian Vietnamese singer-songwriter with numerous gold records and number one hit songs around the world. Tan, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Oh, it's such a pleasure, Pamela. Thank you for having me uh, on this show. Thank you. Thank you. I, I had the privilege of attending your educational forum in Vietnam. I think it was in 2008. And I was just struck with, by the passion and vision that you have for youth in Vietnam. So I'm really looking forward to sharing your story with our listeners today. So let's start at the beginning. Your parents, uh, I believe you told me your parents left Vietnam around 1981 and you were born shortly thereafter, a year, year and a half, two years. Tell me that story. So uh, Vietnam at that time, we were just coming out of, of the Vietnam War and um, my parents were part of um, the people that wanted to find a new life, um, new opportunities. So they left as refugees um, in, in, in 1981. They, uh, they got to Bidong on this little boat with about 100 other people. And uh, it, it's one of those stories that still resonates with me today in terms of my sense of identity, who I am, where I, where I come from. And, and uh, they were fortunate that they survived because 50% of the people that left the shores didn't. You know, and um, and so they got to Bidong at the refugee camp, and then they were fortunate to go to Australia. And it was then when they got to Australia that uh, my mother always tells me very proudly, "Son, you will conceive the very first day you got to Melbourne." So you're an Aussie boy and you're a Vietnamese boy at the same time. So that's the story. I was, uh, you know, literally nine months, ten days later after <laughs> arriving in Melbourne. I popped into the world, so <laughs> hello world. <laughs> now we know where all the energy comes from. So, and and you embraced music at a very young age. Were your parents supportive of your desire to be a musician? To be honest with you, I was just very fortunate to have the opportunities in Australia to um, have contact with music. So I remember as a five-year-old, every kid would get a recorder and, uh, and a guitar and you know and then I somehow some you know I had people my teachers um, identify that I was kind of okay at it and I remember having my first piano lesson by a sister so I went to a, I went to a Catholic school and um, and the Catholic school um, you know supported my my education and and um, and, and for, it was from there that I really got into music and I loved it. I wouldn't say that I had the support of mum and dad to become a musician, but I remember that as a young age, they they supported me just to do whatever I wanted to do, to learn whatever that I wanted to learn. Uh, and it wasn't until much later when I was about 17 and you know, I was sitting with my friends for the first time singing karaoke in Melbourne. And I was singing a boys to men song um, because I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm a huge boys to men fan. I was singing "End of the Road," boys to men, 
And, and my, 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 after I sang the song, there was silence. And I'm like, was I that bad that I couldn't get some kind of round of applause? But then I realized that my mates were completely shocked that that, you know, that sort of came out. And, and that feeling that, that, that they gave me and all that kind of stuff, plus the fact that I, you know, I always, you know, I always admired his people like Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Michael Jackson, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I always wanted to sort of be, be an artist. But it was that night as a 17-year-old that I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a good good red shot and um, and I'm going to do it. But that that same summer, when I got my marks from, from year 12, I knew that I had to convince mum and dad that I that this is what I wanted to do. So I sat down with them and I remember very clearly, it was like, you know, this this warm day in Melbourne and I knew I had the marks to get into medicine. That's what mummy mother wanted me to do, to be the typical doctor. And dad wanted me to be a, a to do commerce law. And I sat down and I said to them, Mum and Dad, I really appreciate what you want for me, but I want to become an artist, a singer, songwriter. And then you had this this deathly silence for about two minutes. And they literally just said, if you want to do that, then you can leave. And I'm like, what do you mean leave? They get, well, if you want to do that, then you can leave, meaning go, leave, do it. And that was many years later. I thought, you know, mother would sit down with me and said, that was just her saying, you know, just testing me out. But she didn't expect me to actually leave. But that's exactly what happened. And I came back literally eight years later and um and i said to her look i've you know i've done a b c d i've signed my first record deal second record deal done this my publishing blah 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 and finally as a 25 year old i i um i came back and i said and and we we made peace you know and and uh so that that's sort of the the the, the quick story in terms of trying to do music because i was an asian kid growing up in an australian uh, society and i obviously you know, we are a minority in, in Australia. And so I always felt a little bit left out. I always felt that, you know, how am I going to break into music? And my mother would constantly tell me, son, there's no one on TV. There's no one, there's no Asian artists that are broken internationally. So what makes you think you can do it? You know, so just don't, don't, don't think in the clouds. Don't just go and do, go get a good job, get, you know, become a doctor, make a good living and live better than the way that we used to live because you know mum and dad didn't have an education they came to australia with no language nothing they were potato pickers they were they worked on the farms then they learned how to sew jeans and so for many many years we were living in these sweatshops making jeans for three four five dollars a pop and living surviving and 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 and, and very lucky to sort of get through all those situations the mother just wanted me to you know, pick up the pen, write something and feel, you know, feel better about life and have a different status in society. And I said to her, look, you know, mother, I, I'd rather live, uh, you know, die than live a heart, than, than live a life half lived. And then when I sort of think back as a 17 year old and standing up to your mother like that, I'm like, woohoo, okay. <laughs> <laughs>